evening and welcome to another edition of the Orient Hour. Plenty to talk about tonight. been an eventful day hasn't it have you got your breath back everybody well we're joined uh, by a cast of thousands it seems in this very packed uh, little tiny little studio we've got here in Brentwood Lee Boyce you're the nearest one to me just to my left as I look it's been a, a day and a half hasn't it yeah, it certainly has I mean it's uh, I think we've all uh, got the old beers out and having a little celebration going on here thank god ding dong and all that <laughs> don't hold back lee will you <laughs> all right let's uh, let's have a little look who we've got here and uh, making his uh, orient our debut from uh, towie it's uh, liam gatsby as uh, he's known but uh, good evening liam good evening mate thanks for having me good evening mate thanks for having me that's it you're speaking to the mic it does work you should know that being on yeah, television <laughs> oh dear we can't get the staff can we barry galvin's turned up uh, with a dog I've got to say that. It's my dog, I have to say, Oscar, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm pleased to be around. It's, um, yeah, a lot of people, I miss Kev, basically. I knew Kev would come in tonight, so I thought I'd come and show me face. Rightio, and uh, Charlie's here. Charlie Edinburgh. Evening, Andy, how are we doing? You're all right, you're nice and clear on your mic. Yeah, you can hear me loud and clear. I can, and uh, Darren Burrows is in. Evening, gentlemen. And uh, Kevin Dickinson's back in the building. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. The uh, unpredictable Kevin Dickinson. We'll, uh, be getting his, <laughs> we'll be getting his views on things later on. But, uh, OK, let's uh, just uh, clock what's happened this afternoon. Of course, you're probably all aware that uh, Carl Fletcher's 29-day reign is over at Brisbane Road. Uh, it's got to go down as a bit of a car crash, Lee, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from what we've been told and all that, it's... Uh, it's, it's Thank God he's gone. I mean, it's from day one, he's just come in. His attitudes look terrible. His interviews, he's not looked interested. He seems to cause havoc in the training ground. Uh, for me, it's not about the results that he's gone. It's just his whole, all, his whole attitude. I'm just delighted. Over the moon. Okay, okay. Liam, uh, you, yeah. you, how many matches did you see under his tenure? To be fair, I actually didn't see any. I, I saw oh, it on you're, the, you're lucky online. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I didn't go, to be fair. Um, but after the results, especially the one on Sunday, the FA Cup, I think that was it for everyone, I think. That's, uh, yeah, no good. Yeah, the, I've got the 98 not out lads looking through the window saying, can you please say thank you for a great show? They were on just before. So thank you, lads. They can go now. That's it. Their faces were clawing at the window there. <laughs> Barry, it's been difficult for you. Of course, you're out on that pitch, uh, you know, trying Don't to make... Play, uh, <laughs> no, but you're out there uh, with the <laughs> Thanks, microphone Kev. trying to drum up enthusiasm. And uh, it's been a difficult time, hasn't it? 
It has, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna sit on the fence a little bit more than, than Lee did. Um, I, I only met Carl once, shook his hand once. I don't know the guy, but I'd say that um, obviously disappointing results. That's an understatement. But I would, I would imagine there's something more to do with um, he wasn't doing something that he said he was going to do or he was doing something that he said he wasn't going to do because I don't think after four results, all bad as they were, it can be just a footballing decision. I think that um, obviously the club know better than I, um, but there's something that didn't quite fit that they obviously thought was going to fit and it hasn't. So I'm, I'm quite surprised. I'm a bit more surprised than a lot of other people. I thought it'd happen maybe, but it'd give them a bit more time. Charlie, were you surprised by the, how it's turned out so quickly? Look, I, I think I've got a again um, sit on the fence a bit here because um, you know Carl came into this role with the best wishes in the world from from me and my family and and from all Orient fans you know I think we was very optimistic and hoped that it would sort of pan out a bit better than it has but I think um, at the end of the day whether whether you don't like him or or you do like him um, at the end of the day he's a human being and he's lost his job and I think that's something to I've seen it's only a minority, but on social media, some of the some of the stick that he has received, it's not on. And especially, you know, being a son of a football manager, um, you know how much that affects somebody. And um, look, it hasn't worked out. Um, I, I was quite public on Twitter, and I said, you know, Rome weren't built in a day, and um, he came into a side that was winning football matches, and. He didn't. He didn't pick up a, a win in his tenure, and um, 29 days. Some will say that's far too short, and some will say that was far too long. But um, look, it's it's happened. Uh, the decision's been made, and I think we need to, as a group of, of fans and, and supporters, is look to the future now and um, give whoever. Obviously, it looks like it's going to be uh, Ross, Danny, and Joby to take back over for the interim get right behind them on Saturday and um, start to get a bit of positivity back around the place. I mean, you touched on yeah, that social media being quite, you know, um, vicious in, in some extent to towards Fletcher, but we did, we ran a poll and, and actually 41% thought he should be given more time. So that's a lot higher than you would actually believe if you just looked at some of the tweets that were going on. You would have thought perhaps it was about 95% wanted him gone, but... To be fair, he got forty-one percent of the vote saying he should be given more time. Yeah, so. absolutely. Look, I, I don't. I said it was a, a minority that I seen. You know that some some stick that probably isn't called for. And as I say, you got to remember at the end of the day, I think a football manager is one job where you've got so many different opinions. I don't think I walk into work on any given day and, and get judged half as much as a footballer does. But that's the nature of the business, and you know. Um, He's he's come away from a job as well. That's I I feel I really do feel for him. I never like to see somebody uh, not succeed. I mean, there's a few people that I'm not so much a fan of that I wouldn't want to see succeed. But you know, Carl came in as I say with with my family's blessing, and we really wanted him to do well. And it's just such a shame that it hasn't quite panned out the way that we all hoped it would. Yeah, Darren, you've been around a, a, the block a few times like me. But was it a shock to you that Orion acted so quickly? Uh, no, it wasn't. I wasn't shocked. I, I felt that, uh, not that I know Kent well at all, but what I have seen of the guy and the board, no, I wasn't shocked. I think these are the kind of guys we've got running the club now that are, um, I wouldn't say ruthless businessmen, Andy, but I think they, they certainly know how to run a business. And I also think that they've made the right decision. I think they did it timely. And I think they should be applauded for that. I echo Charlie's comments. I never like to see anyone lose a job. I, I, I put that on Twitter myself because I, I don't like that. 
you know, the man's got a family. So from that perspective, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad it's not worked out for him and his, and his family. I'm sad it's not worked out for us as a club. But I am pleased that the club have acted very quickly on this one because I think that that was important. And I, probably more with Lee on this in terms of, you know, I was happy to see the decision made quickly. Good. I've got a little dog running around here. Barry's brought his dog into the studio. We've got a dog running around amongst the cables. So if we go off air, yeah, you know why. Yeah, I should try why. and control, um, control him a bit more. Yeah, but. useless owner, Barry, honestly. Dicko. Yes. How difficult do you think it was for, for Carl Fletcher walking into the situation? You know, people can say, you can tell someone the situation, he's read about it, etc. But when he actually does walk in there, how difficult is it for him? I mean, it's unbelievably difficult, isn't it? After, you know, what's happened in the summer. He's also following a, a man who has been very successful. You know, let's be fair, probably one of the most successful in the history of the club, if not the most successful. So it's very difficult. But, you know, I've got to agree with what, you know, something that Charlie said, and that is, that at the end of the day, a guy's lost his job. I mean, we, we obviously don't know him, but he seems like a decent enough fella. And is 29 days long enough? I don't really think so. But then, you know, the results haven't been good enough and that's that's what all that matters at the end of the day isn't it the results well the and results Sundays Sundays sorry go on down sorry I don't think it's just about the results like I, I, I think that the um, car crash interview he did after the Malkin game um, Nick and Lee's expression of car crashes here but it was a, it was it was terrible that interview it was the worst six minutes it was painful and there was uh, I, I sit very close to the dugout and on Sunday it, it looked to me as I was looking at a manager that didn't really want to be there, didn't really feel comfortable, didn't look comfortable there. So, no, I, I, I know what Kevin's saying, but I just felt that it was all wrong. And sometimes, you know what, that happens in life. We get it wrong. Personally, personally, I don't think it was about the results. I don't think it was entirely about the results. I, like what you said, Darren, I think his whole attitude, his whole demeanour since he's cut, I know he started off well, and he, he said all the right things and, and, and the phone call he made to your family, Charlie, was phenomenal. I mean, he, it won a lot of people over. I mean, like I said, I was, I've always wanted to see a young a young manager. I'm not one of these who, who wants to hold tired and tested managers. So I was quite happy to see a, a new, fresh manager coming through. But from his, from day one, from his interviews, it, it, that's what it was. It was all his demeanour, all the way through. It, it, I don't think it's the results that's got in the sack after, after four or five games. I think it's his attitude and the way he's portrayed himself in them interviews and to the, uh, on the training ground. We'll come back to that one, Lee. Yeah. Dicko. Oh, well, I, 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 got, I think I disagree with Lee, to be honest. I think Barry's probably touched on something. Something maybe has gone on behind the scenes that obviously we're never going to know about. But at the end of the day, Charlie will tell you, as, a foot, as the son of a football manager, it's all about results. If they'd have won four of these games... Nothing, nothing would have been said about what was going on on the training field. I think what's surprising, Andy, what I'm sort of saying, what I said earlier, is that you know we thought it was going to be a good fit. So we were told that you know he passed, he ticks all the boxes, he was going to be a good fit. And what's surprising is is how quickly that fit has proved not to be a good fit. So as I said, I think either he's done something that he said he wouldn't do, you know, in the interviews, or he's or he's not doing something that he plainly said he would do. You know, we all lie in interviews a little bit. And what, <laughs> well, I'm suggesting he's lied. Am I? <laughs> I'm not suggesting, but maybe you know, exaggerated one or two points. But I think what the club got was not what was they were expecting. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, you, you touched on the interview thing, and I'm going to use you as an example here, Kev, because I would yeah. have said 20 years ago when you were playing or whatever, whatever it was, millennia yeah. or whatever it was ago when you were playing. <laughs> um, 
I wanted to see, see you as a very confident person come the interview. If someone thrust a microphone in your face and a camera, you would probably uh, not felt too yeah. comfortable. But it didn't mean you, you couldn't play the game. It just meant right, you weren't exactly. very comfortable. I and mean, you're okay now. Uh, yeah. but, but So really, to judge, to judge <laughs> Carl on the strength of an interview, I think sometimes is a bit unfair. I mean, I made a point on social media that when I, when I was in Devon and I worked for the ITV down there doing the football, at the end of the commentary, you used to go off onto the pitch, a bit like Dave Victor does now, and, and, and interview the manager. And all you ever used to do was walk up and you'd throw them a line and you'd just give them the in and they'd talk for, you know, 90 seconds or whatever. And then that would be edited down to about 20 seconds on the television. And some of them were great. You know, people like Gary Johnson, you just start him off and he'd talk for 10 minutes. I mean, Gary, I mean, nonstop. And other people, I won't name them, they were absolutely horrendous. But they were still good managers. So, as a, you know, the fact that he was pretty awful at the, on camera, I don't think you can read, Charlie, anything into that? Um, no, look, at the end of the day, um, let's, yes, Carl had, had previous managerial experience. He was young <clears throat> then, he's still young now. But I think he's come from a role where he's not been sort of, I guess, facing... The, the cameras he's not had a camera shoved down his his face after a defeat he's not felt he's not had to feel like that because he's he's been not in a safe role of course he will be judged on the role that he was doing previously but it's you're thrust into the limelight and you become you become a, a victim to opinions um and i think to to judge to judge carl purely on um post-match interviews I, I would say is harsh I wouldn't have wanted my dad to be judged on post-match interviews um, I think I, I wouldn't have and I'll tell you that you've got 90 seconds that's it no, it's, it. <laughs> but it, I, I think you know back to, back to the point there it's um, it's a results driven business yeah. and 29 days would I be happy if my dad was given <clears> my, my dad got sacked after four games of, at Northampton Town after being allowed to sign 13 new players in the summer how can you justify... Cole, Cole's probably going to be sitting there tonight and thinking, for whatever reason, it's not gone quite right. Gone quite right. Players might have not bought into what I'm about and my philosophies, um, but he's not probably been given, I don't think, um, a fair crack at the whip. That would be my overall. Okay. But uh, Liam, he, he had experience, didn't he, at... Plymouth, but he came into a sort of siege mentality, if you like, at Plymouth, where they were in the bottom, they were in it all together, yeah. and he was one of the players, etc. So it's, you can't really say his managerial experience at Plymouth is, it doesn't really bear any any semblance to walking into a new job at another club, does it? Yeah, no, hundred percent. But I saw Kent tweet today, and he said, "Look, obviously we do make some mistakes, but we try we try to rectify the mistakes as soon as possible," which I think was the best thing to do in this case because look we've lost so many games on the bounce and obviously um we're trying to what stay up even try and get into the playoffs or whatever so i think what they've done obviously yeah it's not great that he's lost his job but i love we all love orient more do you know what i'm saying well no no individual obviously is bigger than the the yeah yeah, of course but and yeah so i think (coughs) for the sake of orient i think it was the best thing to do. Now, lots lots and lots of rumours, Lee, that are coming out. Some we don't know if they're true or not, but um, the sort of messages we were getting that uh, he wasn't really using his, his coaching staff to uh, any real extent and, and 
was really segregating himself away from people. Now, that's, that's really the opposite of what you need to be doing, isn't it? Well, I mean, I said to, we were talking about it earlier. For me, I think he's walked into one of the easiest jobs you could ever, you could ever walk into. He's walked into a... When Ross took over the team in the summer, he had a, a hard job of, of a, a massive grieving process. We all know that. We'd, we'd now come through a lot of that. The players had come through it. They were now back as a team. They're back playing. They're winning games. Fletcher's walked into a team that is, like I said, now on a winning run. Yeah. And they're playing football again. He's walked in there and for some reason, he's not listened to Ross. He's not listened to Danny. All they were doing was the BBC on the training ground. Uh, bib Spools and Cones. Bib Spools and Cones, yeah. <laughs> he's a... Uh, He's going in, it's lunchtime rather than sitting down with him, he's sitting in his office on his own. Like I said, he's, he's, walked, into a jo- he's walked into a team that he's on, back on the up again. They're, back, they're coming back to where they like, with the mentality they had last year. Yes, he's got to make changes. Yes, he's got to make it his own team, his own squad. But you don't do that on your first day. You don't tell people like, or, or alienate people on your first day or your first week. And like I said, I, I, like... Yeah, we can all sort of say we've all lost jobs at one stage or another. I mean, you feel sorry for everyone who's lost a job. You lose a job by not doing it properly. That's the only reason you lose a job. And the way he's alienated, like I said, for me, I was prepared to go right left field when he got when he got given the job. But listen, I was I was yeah, let's give him a chance, sort of thing. I've never seen in forty five years I've been going over it, I've never seen our fan base change so united. A go against one person so much. Yes, I know we had the poll and people said more time. A lot of people are going thinking this is a results, four-game result thing. Like I said, I'm not having that one bit. It worked, didn't help him. But like I said, there was a lot more, like what Barry said, a lot more to it. Our fan base is one of the lawless fan bases going. We'll stick with people. We don't always agree. Well, a lot of times we never agree. But everyone sticks, is a loyal. We are loyal. And for us all to turn against that man, there was something seriously not right. Darren? I'm probably more with Lee on this one than with Charlie, but one thing I will say is the results were awful. Okay, From what I was hearing, and I have got a good source, and I did get told something the other day, that, for example, at half-time against Malden, there was nothing said. Nothing said. We were 1-0 down to a team four divisions below us. And nothing was said by the manager. Can you believe that? No, I do you? believe it. I've had it from a very, very good source. Hmm. Okay? So, yeah, I do believe it. Do you know, sorry, Jan. Go. Just following on from that, like one, of, one of my mates, Howard, picked up on. 15 minutes after the game finished, most of them players were up in the gallery Sunday, right? He's still out on the uh, doing his interviews. Most of them players were in the galleries where they found 15 minutes after the game finished. So what was said after the game as well? We've just been knocked out. So what you're saying now... And that says a lot that they were out they were upstairs out the changing rooms changing upstairs 15 minutes after the game I, I don't think that the ball would have reacted quite as quickly unless as picking up on Barry's point that the results were awful the interviews were awful alright he's not a trained he's a football manager not a media manager I understand that but part of modern day life and football is to be comfortable around the media yeah he wasn't comfortable with, with, with Dave Victor who, who could make anyone feel comfortable so that was... Well, not if he's was, sitting on your lap, he wouldn't Well, he? probably not if he's sitting on your lap, Andy. But, but my point is yeah. being is that yeah. it was all wrong. And, and like as Lee said, 
it, we, tur- we, we turned as a crowd. We didn't turn badly, and I agree with Charlie. I don't like people going onto social media and calling the man this and that and the other. I don't agree with that. But everyone's got an opinion. That's what football fans, that's what we're about. Yeah. And some people are a little bit more discreet and, uh, than others in their, in their view on the on the social media, I suppose. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's been quite brutal. Like, I, I've got to say, Charlie, I, I can't remember such... I mean, Lee's just touched on it. I cannot remember such vitriol aimed at uh, a manager so early on. Now, maybe social media is to blame for that because information is leaked out, if you like, uh, mm. to two people. As, as we know, it, get, it arrives here and it arrives to us. And of course, people are on the Twitter or on the Facebook, and and it gets around. And and the the guy, rightly or wrongly, mm. is on the receiving end of uh, quite a bombardment. Yeah, uh, look, social media is a wonderful thing for so many things, and it can be awful. I think um, did, did he did he know he'd lost his job before it had actually been announced mm. by the club? I, I I took to Twitter earlier, and I'd, I I read a couple of tweets that it, apparently he'd lost his job. I, I took to Twitter; it hadn't even been announced by the football club, and you know uh, things do get get leaked and um, I just I think what what, what we need to to remember is um, well again I I need to be careful what I say but people that would say what you like you haven't got any any money (laughs) no but um, (laughs) comparing but people were probably comparing Cole to dad and I think that that would be unfair for anybody because at the end of the day um, yes Ross did steady the ship and it, he um, really dug deep and, and turned things around in the most tragic of circumstances but Kyle coming in it was again I think the last show um, I was on uh, along with you Darren it, he'd just been announced yeah. and we was all looking forward to his first game against Carlisle on the Saturday and um that first half against Carlisle was absolutely superb, if I remember rightly. I, I, I thought it was as good as I'd seen. Yep. Um, Spot on. And yep. I just, I don't know. It, it, something, something must have happened. Something must have been said or maybe certain characters that are quite big personalities in the change room might not have been buying in. And listen, these things happen, right? And football's football it, it this won't be the last case where something like this happens um it is just a, a shame that it's come to 29 days into his reign that he, he has lost his job i mean barry the, the thing is we've got the situation where let's just flip it from fletcher's point of view and we don't know everything that went on it, is this going to happen again if we bring somebody in the, 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 the staff that we've got have been through a trauma. We all know that. We won't go over the whole thing again. But are they going to side together against anybody coming in with new ideas or are they going to buy into it? And, I, I, I think this is quite in, uh, quite unique, actually. Um, I think what's surprising, apart from the fact you made a good joke earlier, that was quite surprising. <laughs> well done, by the way. What was the joke? Years forgotten. of trying. Dave Victor. That was good. Oh, <laughs> that's that. Very good. Well done. It wasn't one of my best, but anyway, carry on. No, it was. Um, <laughs> apart from that, what's yeah. surprising is how Carl seems to come into something that was working and tries to do something completely different. And, you know, I get to speak to a few players and you got the feeling, and I'm not saying anybody said anything to me personally, even if they did or wouldn't say anything anyway, but I got the feeling that they weren't entirely on board with what was being asked of, to, asked of them to be done. And it was, it was a team that performing reasonably well at the time, just come off the back of a 4 0 away win. Why try and reinvent the wheel? I thought we were going to get someone in to, to, to continue the work that Ross had done in a similar vein. And I'm not saying he should, you know, just carry on, 
He's, he's his own man. I understand that. But it was surprising to me how different he tried to make things and how, how he seems to have alienated people rather quickly. And it's all gone away really, really quickly. That's what surprises. So I wouldn't say it happened again because I think it's quite a set of exceptional circumstances. All right. I mean, Liam, he's, he's, coming, he's coming to the club. And initially we heard, you know, rumours coming out that there's a bit of friction going on. There's uh, a few feathers have been ruffled, etc. Now, at that point, surely, surely Carl Fletcher should have looked at the situation and thought, right, let's take the, the hierarchy, if you like, the, the senior coaches... Let's go off to a dinner somewhere. Let's sit around. Let's yeah, get so to know each other yeah. a little bit better. And um, let's get to know each other a little bit better. Build a bit of bonding up between a bit of understanding. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And what can I do, you know, that you think I'm doing not right? What, yeah. what, 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 what I expect from you? What do you expect from me? Get to know each other and get them together to be on side because you all want the same thing. You all want to yeah, be successful. Course. Yeah, 100%. He should have really, yeah. But um, look, we don't know what happened behind the scenes I mean, I mean yeah. to me, you see, he's coming to draw. And obviously, and ideally, I mean, and Dicko will know this, a manager would obviously, you know, wave a magic wand, want to bring his own staff in with him. Yeah. But it was clearly a condition of the job that you had to work with the existing staff. Yeah. And, you know, to alienate those staff because they're not the ones you want. Yeah. And the rumours we had was that um, Teddy Shering was actually watching the match on the weekend and giving him information. Um <sighs> You know, to alienate staff like that who've, who've been through a lot and, yeah, and been, been successful. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. They've been successful. They were part of Justin's success. So they're yeah, successful course, at their, yeah. own, their own careers. I just don't get it that he, he alienated them to that point and he should have really befriended them and got them on side. Maybe he thought, obviously, because of the club he came from, he maybe he knew more than them or whatever. He obviously tried to implement his own formations and his own tactics and he didn't want to maybe listen to Ross and the rest of the boys because maybe that would have undermined him a little bit or whatever it is. But obviously Ross done a great job. People were on Ross's back for a little while. Um, and now I think everybody wished Carl Fletcher didn't come into the club and Ross had continued. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's a bit of a shame really. But yeah, Carl should have sort of befriended them a bit more and obviously he didn't. So that's why he's in the position he's in right now. I mean, we've we've let Carl go on day twenty nine, Darren. Do you think that obviously we don't know the contract? We haven't seen the contract, but there there are things like thirty day grace period, six month termination period, uh, in 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 whatever length contract you can write a ten year contract and have breaks put in. Um, you know, so do you think perhaps there was a thirty day grace period, and and you wouldn't have thought in a million years, of course, that you're ever going to use it. But do you think there probably was something and then Orient had to act on day 29? Yeah, I, th- I think there, there well could have been. But I, I think what's what's happened is it's a culmination of events. It, let's talk about the tactics, for example, with the one up front against the team bottom of the league, followed by a team four league below us. Well, you say you're against, yeah. the, against the British talk, team, yeah. Let's talk about Real Satorio going out on loan and banging a goal in against South End for Dover. Yeah, we had two cup games coming up, Andy, where that lad should have been in the squad. Yeah, so whoever made that decision to send Real Satorio out on loan, you got that wrong. Yeah? And in business and in management, you pay for your bad decisions. As Lee says, if you're doing the job badly, you end up getting fired. Yeah? So I think, unfortunately for Carl, too many things contrived against him from day one. Relationships clearly weren't formed. There was, I think, more than just one thing. It was more than just results. Going back to the contract... I don't know, Andy, but you're quite right. There are often clauses in contracts like that that can 
quickly, swiftly lead a board of directors to act from a financial point of view as well. So if it's all not getting, the boxes aren't getting ticked or they're all getting very quickly unticked and then you've got a contract where you can actually do something about it at a reasonable investment level, then of course you're going to make that decision. And sometimes your hand is forced in business and you do make decisions based around, uh, as Charlie and I know, and in recruitment with, with fees we charge for candidates that, that they're not going to work out, Charlie. They... <laughs> We find out fairly quickly, mate, yeah, don't we? we? Do, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's the atmosphere as well because I remember uh, Adrian, uh, the kit man, coming up to me um, during the Italians' brain and the last year that we were in the league, and that was about the October, November. And he said to me, you know, I think we're going to go down. He said, it's exactly the same atmosphere as the other the other year when we got relegated. And, and of course, he was proved right. So if the atmosphere is deteriorating and you've been through that sort of thing before, you know you know, it's, 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 it's boding badly, don't you? There's plenty of people there with the signs, isn't there? You know, like you say, there's plenty of people like Adi the kit man and, and other staff at that club that will know the signs now. Because, again, in business, you learn. You learn by your mistakes. And, and again, I, I can just I can keep saying it, but I commend the board for the quick decision. As harsh as it is, a man's lost his job, and I'm, I'm very acutely aware of that. But I do think that everything was going wrong. Nothing yeah. was going right. Okay, well, you've commended the board on that. But Dicko, um, we've had a question in. This one's from uh, Daniel Gold. I didn't think I'd ever read one of his questions, but I will. Um, do the club think it was wrong to say the club doesn't want a manager who's managed seven or eight clubs? in the past which yeah. is what Matt yeah. Porter said do you think um, the yes. club were wrong to say that well if that's the case then Charlie's dad would have, wouldn't have got the job would he he's a man who had success at other clubs at this level of football you or know before Orient no he'd, he'd, he'd before Orient yeah I mean Gillingham yeah Gillingham Northampton Newport, Newport yeah he'd so obviously three yeah three league clubs yeah. yeah but I mean Billericay had been there he's had four or five yeah, clubs he's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, I mean, we're saying how, seven or eight, how, but I mean, four or five. How can you dismiss yeah. that? I'm, I'm, I yeah. I mean, how can you dismiss a candidate? To me... I don't agree with Kevin. Oh, that's all right. I'm sorry, seven, eight jobs, Kev. If you've had seven, eight jobs and you're constantly getting... You're failing. Matt's making a good point, in my humble opinion. It might be a 25 yeah, but No, no, he didn't have... But Justin had three jobs. Yeah, but it might and, be a 25, 30 years. Three league jobs. Three league jobs. And he'd been successful in those jobs. Yeah, but if you're 30 when you start and you're 60 now and you've had, what we just said, you've had four or five clubs in 30 years, that's, that's nothing, is it? Ask Charlie how many clubs his dad actually managed from when he started yeah. in management. Th- and it's more than three. I mean, I don't know, but it's more than three. Well, I, I have no idea. You'd have to ask yeah, think, Charlie No, that. I think that was Matt Porter's point, was that you get managers that have been sacked six Five, six well, times. Funny. Everybody in this room hmm. wants Russell Slade back. No. Russell Slade was an no, expert no. in failure. Not everyone. <laughs> Come on. No, <laughs> no I don't want Russell Slade back. You don't want him back because you've got less hair than you. <laughs> oh, sacked from every job he's had. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we've all he's got never opinions. never won anything. No, we've all got opinions of managers. And, you know, the bottom line is success, Kev. You're right. I mean, you, you, if you win things... You can come close and fail. You can come close again and fail. But mm. the bottom line things, when and you know nobody's going to follow Charlie's dad because, as we said before, the the, the level of success in such a sp- short space of time is unlikely to be replicated by yes. anybody else, and especially at the higher so level. So what, what after, after what's happened? Okay, we've had a very successful manager who's got us promoted, got us to a cup final. We've now gone and give the job to a guy who's had managed what seventy games. What has he been doing for the last? Seven years, he's been running. He's been the loan manager. Does that even involve any coaching? Mm. I, I wouldn't know. Right, but well, this comes back to 
what a lot of people are asking about this interview process that um, people have put faith in. Now, Lee, the process, you know, as Charlie said last time, it, it spat out Davis, it didn't work. It, sp- it spat out Edinburgh, it worked. It spat out Fletcher, and it didn't work. So we've got a, a 33% success rate I think, here. I think when we say Davis didn't work, it didn't work in the end, but it was a, it was a, it was a hard job to start with. We was already in pre-season... We was in pre-season before we'd even appointed someone, before we'd signed any player. It was a hard job for him to start with, and after, I think, three or four games, we were joint top of the league. So, yeah, ultimately, he failed. He got sacked. But I wouldn't put that in the same category as this appointment. Uh, with this one, I, the funny thing was, uh, Barry, you hosted that uh, Meet the Newcomers the other week. We did, yeah. Which, and, I, which yeah. I was at. And Martin talked through the process. And Martin also said, sorry, that the management, in his opinion, the actual art mm. of management, was the main management aspects of it, yeah. and that coaching was a different, a different thing. Yeah. So I think it's probably what you're about to say. But well, I, well, I've got the, I've got the distinct impression that when Martin was talking through the process, Cole Fletcher was ticking the boxes. But I've got the distinct impression that Martin, Martin Ling's gut instinct was he wasn't the right man, but he was interviewing well. Now we've all, we've all sat in, we've all sat in, or work with people who have done great interviews and got the job and when they've got in you've looked at them and gone how on earth have you got in this job because they've done a great interview now maybe whether it should happen in football I don't know like but I'd, I, like I said I don't know if you see it the same way I, was, I just I really got the impression that he was he was looking for reasons now let's just say this is after he's been appointed so it's all hypothetical then but he was looking for reasons why uh, Flesher shouldn't get the job but basically he ticked the boxes now I'd say Martin Ling's learnt a lot from that mistake because it is it, a mistake. I wonder how much the uh, the fact that other people wanted to bring their own staff from has, has sort of narrowed the field down and uh, looking for a manager. I'm just that hypothetical question, really. I mean, with, with that though, I mean Justin coming with uh, Ross there and, and, and he promoted Danny. Steve Davis coming with Ross there. I yeah. mean, like I say, it's not saying Ross is going to be there and Danny's going to be there forever and ever for every manager. But it's worked. It, it proved it works. Ross knows what he's doing. Danny knows what he's doing. So if, if that's the criteria, that's the criteria you've got to work to. You can't walk in and then go, well, I, could just, I don't really want to work for you, so you can go and pick the, well, the business yeah. that comes up. Yeah, from what we've said so far, it appears that um, you know, that kind of thing has happened. Yeah. You know? So um, that's, that's a surprise to me. I think, um, personally, that basically... The, the, it, they they put it out in black and white. Whatever manager was coming in had to adopt the staff. It was the same as what Dad had to to do. Um, and I think as a that that is what you're being employed as is the head coach. You've got to back yourself um, and not rely on others to to come in with you. Of course, it helps when you've worked with people previously. But at the end of the day. You put your name in the hat for the job because you think you've got the the ability and the and the the capabilities of performing it well. Let's not forget, and I, I, Martin will be honest about everything. I don't think they probably got as many people apply for the job as they would normally, given the circumstances. I, again, I feel big-headed saying it, it's an impossible job. It really, really is. Anybody coming into that job has just got to back up a, a league title and a, and a trip to Wembley. 
that takes some doing. Not only that, the fact that your dad was so well loved by the Orient supporters as well, and that's even harder yeah. to overcome. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he did, but what I'm saying is that's even harder to overcome, apart from the actual results. You know, the fact that Justin was our most loved manager in my recent memory, you know, that's an even harder job to take on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because the, the season was so good last year, obviously under Justin, it's going to be obviously big shoes, shoes to fill. I'm just sort of wondering now, like, where do you guys think, what do you think Orient will do from here? Well, it's anyone's good. guess, isn't it, Dicko? I'd, I'd love to talk Ross into taking the job full-time. I don't know. Well, they best get them 39 CVs out of the bin, they, they, for a while. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're in a shredder. I'll tell you what they have got, though. Um, fast forward 29 days, you've got a lot of other candidates that are now available. Um, whether or not they're going to be attracted, and let's not forget, again, we're not the Leighton Orient that was challenging for the championship. We are Leighton Orient that have just come out of the conference. So this job again, probably isn't as appealing now because this is a team that's on a bad run of form. It's, it's a, but it's still a task that somebody's going to want to come and get their teeth into and try and rectify. Like what Dad did, he saw the opportunity, he backed himself that he had the, the ability to come in, get players on side, turn the bad run of form round. So, yeah, fast forward 29 days, you haven't necessarily got to go and get 39 CVs out of the bin because there's four or five names straight away that spring to mind mm. that I think would probably fancy a shot at the job. And you get sort of people are saying, old oh, Tisdale and people like that that uh, have cropped up of late. But I mean, you also look at the people before, when they were at other jobs, sometimes it's the people behind them that help them get that success. And you look at someone like Tisdale, I think he was a school teacher, was he, or a PE teacher or something? He was, mm. he was a, not a footballer, I know that. And... Uh, Johnny Yems was with him at um, Exeter, got two promotions when he was there. And um, then because of travelling, he went over to Bournemouth, got them promoted as a coach and then moved into their um, uh, recruitment, I think, for until last year. So someone like him is off the radar of most clubs because they don't mm. know the name. But um, he, he very successful behind the scenes. So how good is Tisdale? Because he's not succeeded anywhere else is he well he got MK Dons promoted last year yeah. so he yeah, yeah. yeah so he, yeah. no but that's what I mean he, I th- Tisdale is apart from that apart from that what the Romans done for us <laughs> it's one of those moments isn't it hate live radio <laughs> but, you're, you're, <laughs> nice one Charlie <laughs> sorry sorry you Charlie you sunk my battleship mate apart from the viaduct and the wine what did he ever do I know exactly yeah but I mean is, is he a prime candidate, you think? Because his name is cropping up. I think anyone's a prime candidate at the minute. I think you can't write anybody off just purely down to the fact that Carl came from absolutely nowhere. And um, whether it's obviously turned out to be the incorrect decision in the end, um, we all wished it planned out differently. But Tisdale, would, would, he probably sees an opportunity. He's had a lot of success at that level. Um, I mean, Exeter for what? 12, 13 seasons when it's something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, quite a long while. Um, I've se- I'm seeing Nathan Jones. Is he going to fancy it? I, I, listen, he's just come off the back of a really, really bad time, right? But this could be an opportunity for him to, you know, start again and, and reset the batteries, if you will, and, and, and kick on again with a, a, an excellent football club. He's been gone so long. So... Darren, just for a little, I'll put, put a little on, Motown joke in there for you. Oh, and sorry. you didn't pick up on it. No, I was thinking ahead there. Darren. Darren. Yeah, I, I don't quite disagree on Charlie with the, the job. I think the... Um, it sounds like I'm a sick fan for the board, but I think that news travels fast in football. And people, other managers know they'll be coming into a really well-run club now. Mm. So I think it's an attractive job. I think there's a name that I would like to see personally is Neil Harris. 
Um, who's just, just is he going to Cardiff? Is he okay? Well, I think so. Right, okay. So and maybe, or in, there is a, to contradict myself, too small a job for Neil Harris. But um, I think if we got Tisdale, I think that'd be a good fit as well, especially with Danny alongside him, because the dress sense, if nothing else, for <laughs> those two guys would shine us <laughs> as a. Mm. a no, he got sat by MK Dons last week. Yeah. What, what paper do you read to go? <laughs> Bino. <laughs> do you know what? Just on that point, I, I said it last time I was on it. Um, I thought Ross would probably be kicking himself that he hadn't sort of stuck at it on the, the run that he'd, he'd left us. Um, I think he might go into this situation now with a bit of a different mindset. Um, I think before it was more... Not doing the right thing, but just making sure that he stabilised a, a, a really bad time and, and getting just things back to as close to normal as possible. I think the fact that somebody's been in the job now, albeit only for 29 days, it is a different job now. It's not Justin's job. It's yeah, it's, Carl, yeah. it's Carl's job um, that's gotcha. been... Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you, Charlie. I mean... I thought when Ross took, uh, took, took over, I thought he had an impossible job because whatever he'd done, he'd have been compared to, to your dad. If, if he'd have changed the formations and we'd have lost, they'd have said, well, Justin done it this way. But he didn't change the formations and they're saying, well, he should have changed the formations because it's a different league to what Justin got us out of. My criticism, or not so much criticism, but my thing with uh, Ross was I wanted to see him lay down a team what he wanted, a, a formation that he wanted to play and go with that from from early doors. And I think he alluded to that like when he left. I think these last few weeks may have really opened his eyes to he can do this job and mm. he'll come back now with, with the attitude, I'm gonna this is gonna be my team now. I'm gonna lay down the formation, this is the formation I'm gonna go with, blah blah blah. I think this is a, a job that Ross could actually thrive on there. But it wasn't a case of he couldn't do it, Lee. He didn't, no. want to, he didn't want to do it. No, he, he didn't. He said he didn't want to, he wanted to be a number two. That's what he said. He, that's what he see himself as a number two. But he's now gone back in and taken it over again. Like whether it's, I don't know, should the end of the season or, or for the time being, I'd like to see him get it for the end of the season. He's obviously took it back on again because he thinks there's a job there that that maybe he. He's got to have self-belief, Lee. He's yeah. got to have self-belief. Oh, yeah. And he's got to want to do it, though, Charlie. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the key. If you don't want it, you're never going to get it, no, are you? Absolutely. Look, I, I, he, he came out and was quite, quite public. He said, you know, he, he, he said he wants to be a number two. That's where he sees himself. Um, that was only 29 days ago, right? Um, so he's probably very much could still be in the same mindset that he sees himself as a number two. But for the time being, um, whether... You know, however long it takes, I, I don't know what the, the plans will be moving forward. Whether they bring somebody in, do they give it to to Ross? Do they maybe combine the three of them together to to run it until the end of the season? Because look, at the end of the day, what it, it hasn't worked. What's what's just happened? We'd all love a crystal ball. Is the next appointment whatever they decide the football club going to be right? Who knows? But I think for Ross. I go back to it. I think he may be slightly different mindset looking at this now. As I say, it's it's a different job. 
at hand now. In, that, in hindsight, I mean, you may look at this as a blessing in disguise. I mean, in, in heavy disguise, it has to be said. But in this, it may, if it's reset the you know the club's expectations and Ross thinks, yeah, okay, maybe I can. You know, we don't know. We're, we're surmising that he may, but mm. it may be a, a blessing in disguise. I mean, Dicko, the thing is, yeah. surely it's the board that have got to have confidence in. They've got to appoint a person. They've got confidence in the the windows. What sixty days away? They've got to trust that person to get it right because the, the, the club do need to sign three or four players I think we can pretty much all agree on that that they're, they're wanting in a few yeah. areas on the pitch so <laughs> they, they've got to have the faith in Ross or Danny whoever's doing it to get I, it right haven't they I, I think and Charlie will, will bet me on this that there's a world of difference between being a number two and being a manager Hmm. His dad was a manager, and you knew who the manager of the football club was. Justin was the manager. He yeah. made the decisions. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. The buck stops with me. Yeah, and this I, is. I don't think Rossi's that person. I mean, no. I don't. I don't really know. Ross. No, He's no, he's your but, opinion. Yeah, but I don't. I don't see Ross as that person, and it's very difficult when you've been a number two, and he's now the number one, especially after what happened. And he's now the guy that's got to make the decisions. He's got to tell him he's not playing. You're dropped. You're not playing. It's very difficult because in the previous role was the number two. When Justin says to somebody, you're not playing this week, I'm changing the formation, you're not playing. Ross goes, puts his arm around him. Oh, you know, know, you'll be back in, blah, 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 blah. All this. It's different now. And Ross has got to do the other job if he's going to be the manager. And And I'm... Not sure whether Ross yeah. is cut out for that, I and mean, I think that is why he said he didn't want it and wanted to go back to being I, an. Up we two. were both up in the gantry at the time when when Danny was appointed, weren't we? And 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 the thing with Danny was, you know, we all know Danny's a, a smashing guy. He's a, he's a great laugh and everything. But when he got that job, he was no yeah, longer I Danny. Danny. I think Danny is Danny Webb. You're talking yeah. about. I think Danny's a different personality to Ross. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Totally he he put a suit on. I know. You know, say suit doesn't make you any more qualified, but no, he, he dressed the part of you like. He put the suit on, he stood aside. It might let everybody know that he was the manager. He no longer had a tracksuit on, he was the manager. He was out there. I think he, he, he installed an immediate confidence in everybody at a time when the club was on its knees. And, you know, under pretty intolerable circumstances, did, you know, a great job, really, with very limited but, but uh, resources. You're now talking about somebody who, in the coaching hierarchy, is below Ross. Yeah. He, he can't then go above Ross. What, what is Ross going to do? Well, I think I think Charlie's I touched on it. I, I would actually make them joint managers, and I know it's a thing that of the past. I don't know. Sometimes, if joint, I mean, look at the Steve Grit and was it Alan Kirby? You had mixed results with it, didn't you? you had one club it works, and sometimes it doesn't. You, you've got to have one person <laughs> making the decisions, like his dad did. His dad made the decision halfway through last season. So who would you have? Would you have Ross or would you go have... to a back three? So you've got three people. Decision. Right, you've got three people, Dicko. You've got yeah. Joby sitting there with the experience. Right, he hasn't but, done the, 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 the he's got he's getting his badges through. You've got Joby sitting there, you've got Dan sitting there, and you've got Ross there. Who who's the manager? For in me? your for you. Well, none of them. Right. Get somebody else in. Right, okay. Because so, one, I, we don't, I hit... don't think Ross wants the job anyway. I don't see how you can promote Danny over Ross. And as far as I know, Joby's still a player and coach. But are we going to hit that, that block again? Are the, are the, are the players uh, are going to buy into somebody else coming in again? Is it going to be that siege uh, mentality? We know, we know what's happened, Andy, and, and as terrible as it was, you know, we, the players, it's a horrible thing to say, have moved on now. And they've got, to, as uh, Charlie said, they've got to take some responsibility in this as well. You can't just, after 29 days, say, don't like this coach. Right. Mm. As you said, when the next one comes in, are they going to say, don't like this, coach? Which leads me to a question from Red Army on the message board. It does the, does the um, panel here, 
does he, do they think the squad needs an overhaul? Might the events of the summer have affected the squad so badly that we need to renew the squad in almost a wholesale way to try and move on, Lee? Uh, I don't think the events of the summer have affected the squad in that way. Uh, I think we was a bit too keen on some of the contracts that were given out, in my opinion, uh, considering we moved up the division. And yeah, it does need changing. But again, this is a championship winning squad. So you can't do it overnight. Like they've built up they've built up a winning mentality. So they might not all be performing, but you can't overhaul a whole squad in one go. Charlie? Sorry. Well, I thought you'd go and run a table, Andy. Sorry, I've Sorry, go, go, go on, Barry. Okay, Charlie. Sorry, mate. Uh, Charlie. Well, think... I'm saying Barry. <laughs> I'm, I'm Barry. It's because you're hiding. I can't see, people can't see this. I've got two computer screens in front of me and I can see and a I'm pair, only pair short, of yeah. eyes poking above it. And it's Thanks. it's it's, it's, it's Barry. It's so short. You always hide from me, Andy, I know you. And do. we give you the smallest chair, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, thanks. But no, I think that aside from the, the Swindon match that I've seen this year, I think it was Swindon where we got outplayed, this squad are more than capable of performing in League Two. There are a couple of people who are not performing to their abilities uh, recently, I would say, form-wise, but the squad are more than capable of competing in League Two. I'm not saying that the top end, maybe not playoffs, but they are more than capable of competing. I don't think it needs a major overhaul, no. Well, sorry, as, as you're saying that there, my phone's going mad. Um, Martin's, they've, they've just released a, a, a statement from Martin on the social media and they're talking there. I don't know whether they've announced that Ross and Danny are going to be doing it together, but I'm seeing there it's work with a Cowley. So it sounds like, without reading it or whatever, that it might be the two of them doing it till the end of the season, perhaps. I don't know whether if someone wants to check that out. Well, yeah, but, we'll get um, to sort that out. Off yeah, I, I think, news. yeah, a bit of breaking news while we're here. Well, exactly. I guessed it right then. See, they're going, I'm not so yeah, stupid. It's a no-no for you. For, yeah. for me, I think... It, listen, it's, it's easiest for all to sit here, right, and say, oh, we'd like this person, we'd like that person. Um, at the end of the day, the board have got a, a tough decision to make. Do they do they go back and think, right, we press the reset here and and go back to what we what we knew before? Um, as, as mentioned, you know, this was a championship winning side, championship winning mentality. Um, obviously, take into consideration what happened during the summer, yeah, it's going to have an effect on the players. It has to. It it can't. Any normal human being, especially when you've worked so closely with someone on a day to day, it can't not affect them. Um, but there is, again, I think we need to be realistic. There is a massive step up in this division, and the players do need to take responsibility as well. It's it's not. It can't all just be one person's fault. At the end of the day, yes, it will be tactics implemented. And um, tactics implemented, game plan uh, that people need to, to follow. But the players, once they cross that line, the, the manager can only shout and holler at them as much as he can to tell them what they need to do. The players need to take responsibility um, as well. Um, and I feel bad saying that because they're a great bunch. Um, I've got to know them all very well. Um, but it's, it's all part of the game. It, it's not just one individual that I think is going to come in and, and change anything dramatically. I think you just need to press the reset, get back to what we know with, with familiar Ross, Danny voices, probably on the training ground and assess, give it a, give it a couple of games, give it a couple of weeks, see what happens and, and then 
make a decision. I know a lot of people, that's a bit of a cop-out answer and probably people be like, I don't want that, I want so-and-so, act while they're available. I get that, you might miss out on a target, but I think in order to get back to a steady ship, winning football matches, there needs to be a bit of normality. And and Ross and Danny worked very closely with Dad and, and Dad got success from the group, so they would have learned a lot from Dad and, and let's, let's get that back out on the training ground and, and in football matches. Liam? Yeah, so breaking news just on uh, on Twitter. Ross Embleton back in charge with Danny Webb and Joby and Leighton Orient have no immediate plans to appoint another permanent boss. Likely, Embleton will see the club into 2020 and January transfer window. Right, so that's a decision made very quickly. Is that the right thing to do, Kev, to make that decision now today? Or should, well, they, should yeah, they have drawn breath? You've got to make a decision now, haven't you? you just sacked the manager. So In the short term, yeah, but yeah. They've, they've actually said now that Ross yeah. has basically got the job. Well, so if Ross is happy with that, he didn't want to do it last time, did he? So well, I th- maybe, I think, I think, I think uh, maybe the reason that yeah. he didn't want the job last time was because, well, he obviously wanted it, so he did step up when he needed to step up. But then obviously we had that little period where it wasn't going too well and then everyone was on his case and maybe he didn't want that, the stick get from everyone, which has obviously led to Fletcher taking over. But now, if Ross and Danny are in charge, I feel like everyone does just need to get behind him and just support him. Yeah, I mean, Darren, isn't the thing that, you know, Ross has got to have the confidence in himself to be the manager? Because I think we've got confidence in Ross, haven't we? Yeah, I think I think it's a good point, Andy. I think Ross definitely has to have that. And uh, my concern is, does he? Uh, and I'm going to put that out straight away, because he did step down. He yeah. did say he wanted to be a number two. And we can't all of a sudden, six, eight, ten weeks later, dismiss that out of hand. I think that would be silly. I also think that whilst the club have put that statement out, um, again, looking at the kind of people we've got running the club now, they'll be talking to people. There'll be, be talks going on in the background, in my humble opinion. Because what you always have to have in business is a plan B. And, and that's what they've done. They've come out with a quick statement now to, to calm the waters. Fair enough. I get that. But... I'm confident that the meetings will be had in service stations along the M25 over the next couple of months. Yeah, I am. That's what I think will be happening. I'll agree with Sorry. No, no, no I was, all I was going to say is, and you know, I, I agree with what uh, Darren said there, really, as regards to the Ross situation. But also, Charlie's 100% right in what he just said, that the players have to take responsibility for their own performance. Once they go over the line and they're on the pitch... There's, there's not a great deal the manager can do. He can make a substitution, he can change a formation, but at the end of the day, as a player, you're responsible for your own performance. Now, I mean, we're just touching that very briefly because we're running down on time, but I mean, obviously, last Sunday, um, yeah. basically, they're playing a village football team, <laughs> with all due respect. Um, and that just wasn't good enough from full-time professionals, was it? No, I mean, I, I don't see the game, Andy. I've seen the goals on, you know, on, on the YouTube and clip and that. Defending was very poor, wasn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, especially the second goal. I mean, the guy's running 80, 90 yards, unchallenged. Yeah, through the very middle poor. of the two defenders I mean, he, as well. Even if you're going to take a yellow card, but you've got to stop him. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it just wasn't good enough. I mean, we're, we're looking for a bounce back here, aren't we, from the players, Lee? Yeah, I mean, like what Kev just said, I mean, it's, it's not been going... The players haven't been going playing well. They haven't been playing to their ability... Whatever the reasons are, uh, under, uh, I forgot his name already, Fletcher. 
<laughs> and, uh, but yeah, they do. They need, they need to take control. But I, 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 even Charlie's cracked up. It. He's been diplomatic all night. He's cracked up. I think, uh, I think we're going to see a different Ross now, and I'd like to see Ross get this this uh, job till the end of the season. I think we'll see a different Ross, and I think the players that ain't stepping up, I think Ross is going to make them decisions. Well, it's been a, it's been a, a, a very. Uh, long day in a way because we I wrote a script this morning it took me about three hours and uh, somebody put up a little uh, give up up of somebody ripping up a load of paper which was pretty much me earlier it was a bit of a shock but uh, I'd like to thank you all for for coming in and uh, certainly uh, Liam do come back because it's been one of them evenings we, we obviously want to talk to you about TOWIE it's a, it's yeah. a programme I'll, I'll be absolutely honest I've, I've failed to sit through a whole episode <laughs> I, 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 I don't I, think you're the target audience Andy to be no, fair. no I, I've got a thing between my ears called a brain, I think. <laughs> Still working. Um, hey, who but, told uh, you that? Trying to get him back on, not <laughs> telling him not to come. Have, have, have you got any proof of that, Andy? Have you got any proof of that? No, not at all. It's a rumour. But the thing is, no, I mean, I, honestly, after about five minutes, I thought, I'm going to put my boot through my own television here. So I'm going to turn it off. He's not everyone's cup of tea. No, no, no. Seriously, Liam, we'll have you come back yeah, on no, and we'll, yeah. we'll have a chat about no, uh, about the the programme, etc., and how it actually works, which I know isn't exactly what people see. It's a bit more contrived than what you think. Yeah. Um, Lee, thanks again for being so forthright with your with your views. Don't hold back, Barry <laughs> and the Mutt. What's the dog's name? Oscar. Yeah, he's Oscar. been very good actually. He's yeah. been very good. He has Oscar, put his yeah. paw up a couple of times, but you've ignored him. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I mean Charlie. Despite the fact you sunk me and left me humiliated over <laughs> Paul Tisdale, that's all right, mate. Like, <laughs> we all make mistakes. Of course we do. Yeah. The interview process. At <laughs> right. Ooh. Um, Darren, thanks very much for coming in. My pleasure. And Dicko, once again, he doesn't hold back either, yep. does he? Thanks very much. We'll catch you next week on another <coughs> edition of the Orient Hour. Another minute and a half to go. Another minute and a half to go. On 98FM and online, this is Phoenix FM.